This is Dave LaGreca of Busted Open, and I know two extremely passionate fans about AEW, Paul Zartman and Tanner Lee. That's right, Paul and Tanner. I love what they bring to the table on the Kicking Out Podcast. That's right, the Kicking Out Podcast with Tanner Lee and Paul Zartman. Are you listening to me? If you want the latest on AEW and you're an AEW fan and you want to get the scoop, you listen to Paul and Tanner right now on all podcast forums. I'm talking, you go to the podcast store, you lay down your money, and you buy the Kicking Out podcast. You do it now. If you love AEW, you'll love Tanner and Paul. It is Wednesday night, April 20th, 2022, and you're listening to the Kicking Out Podcast streaming live on the Kicking Out Podcast YouTube channel, Facebook page, and Twitter page. I'm Tanner Lee, along with my co-host across the computer screen from me, Paul Zartman. Paul, what's going on? What a show we had tonight. Oh, man. Great show. Big announcement. I teased all week that it's just going to be tuned in next week for my big announcement. But that was not the case tonight. It was great news. It wasn't exactly what I was hoping for, but it was better. So, well, what were you hoping for? I was hoping for an ROH TV deal or a streaming deal. I think that's coming down the line. Both of those. I, I think they're the backup plan in case something goes wrong for these other big announcements. This is what I was expecting. I'm reading a lot of the the websites out there, the dirt sheets, if you want to call them that. Uh, This was kind of rumored, but just to see how they presented it was so cool. Um, And for those of you who might just be tuning in, not knowing what we're talking about, AEW, All Elite Wrestling, and New Japan Pro Wrestling are doing a crossover pay-per-view called The Forbidden Door on Sunday, June 26th, live on pay-per-view from the United Center in Chicago. It's going to be epic. The potential matchups. Oh, so, so many potential matchups. It's not even funny. I mean, I was just going over in my head. I mean, I'm like, I want to see Punk against Okada. Yeah. Or I want to see Punk against Kinta which I think that could be the one we get out of those two. Um, I don't know. I mean, it's going to depend on who's healthy at that time, but it's it's just so also so fun knowing this year we're going to get five pay-per-views from all yeah. AEW. We're going to yeah. get one in between double or nothing and all out. And here's my thing. Do you think another New Japan wrestler could be healed before that show? Who 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 might you be talking about? Uh, the Omega one. Yes, Kenny Omega. Kenny Omega. Uh, yeah, yeah. That I mean, you know, I've 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 thought for a long time that AEW wanted to do some sort of crossover with New Japan and get another Okada versus Kenny Omega match. Maybe this is how you do it if he's if he's ready to go by then. But if so, you got to tease it somewhere else. Maybe the end of Double or Nothing. 
maybe Kenny shows up at double or nothing and Okada comes out and attacks him. Yeah, I saw uh, Kyle Masters of um of uh, I'm gonna look up the the podcast he's associated with. I feel, <laughs> I feel really bad that I don't know that right now, but uh, uh, it, it's these ten o'clock shows. I'm it telling is, you, it is. I had I had his uh, podcast on the on the tip of my tongue. Um, elite elite POV. I, I liked it. Okay, I just couldn't. I couldn't think of it. Um, he 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 was predicted maybe you know at the end of Double or Nothing, Kenny Omega comes out and then we hear the coin flip the music for okada yeah so and and i even asked in my reply on twitter love the idea but would they do that knowing that could take away from assuming cm punk faces hangman on page and assuming cm punk takes the title off page would they do that with the possibility of taking the shine away from punk's first title win since 2014 Okay, then we do it on Dynamite. Kenny yeah. comes back on Dynamite, goes, look, I've missed enough. I'm back. Let's do this. I'm healthy. Let's go. And then you hear the flip. And I, I like that idea, too, I guess, for a plan B. I just feel like they love to end their pay-per-views with a bang and on a cliffhanger, and that would just get so much buzz on Memorial Day weekend. But... I don't know. I don't know how you do it if you have Punk win. Now maybe Punk doesn't win and Hangman retains. You could do something there, or maybe maybe they don't end up facing. But tonight it sure looked like that that we got a teaser for that. I think we did. I think we did. And again, I gotta say, shout out to Tony Khan for coming out in a pair of tennis shoes, jeans, <laughs> a polo, and a just a regular jacket. The man did not look like the president or owner of a wrestling company. He looked like a fan who walked out of the stands, and I love it. Yes, he came out, and so did the president of New Japan Pro Wrestling came out. Uh, In a suit. But before, yes, and looks very (laughs) serious. But before they can announce anything, Adam Cole appeared. He said he's one of the biggest stars to ever wrestle in Japan. And on June 26th in Chicago, AW and New Japan present the Forbidden Door. That's how it was announced. Yeah. And then oh, then we saw uh, that uh, Cole's going to have a, a singles match on Rampage on Friday for the Owen Hart Cup qualifier against Ishii, which is going to be fun. My, the crowd popped for that. And uh, he also said he had a special friend that wanted to come say hello. That was Jay White as his music hit. He came out. He thanked Adam Cole for the introduction. He said the last time that New Japan had such a big event, he sold out Madison Square Garden single-handedly. He told them both, uh, the both presidents, it wasn't, it's not about New Japan. It's not about AEW. It's about the undisputed elite in the Bullet Club. He said it's still their era. That'd be interesting. <laughs> Too sweet. Woo woo. That <laughs> you can't do that because that means other men that it won't show up. <laughs> well, you know, I mean. Uh, mm. One of these days, maybe we'll finally get an ending chapter on the Bullet Club, but I don't know if all the stars will ever align to get all the members there together. But um, just the, the possibilities for the show are endless, and I, I can't wait. It's going to be such a big event. Um, one thing, though, about this event, it's in Chicago, United Center. You know, Punk sold out. I think, I think, I mean, tickets go on sale Friday, May 6th. I think they'll sell out this thing pretty, pretty quick. Yeah. Um, but with that being said, 
Should they try to run all out somewhere else? Away you from know, Chicago? I think they should. I think Will they? Should they? Probably not. And, okay, say they run it in Chicago, which I know Chicago is the home away from home for AW. It's the home away from, away from besides, home. Besides Jacksonville. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The home away from Jacksonville, really. Uh, but I don't know. I I feel like it's a bad look if they run all out there again and put it in the uh, Wyndham Arena. Mm-hmm. Wind Trust, Wind Trust Arena, Wind Trust Arena, because that's a smaller venue than United Center. Unless yeah, you so. can run something at like Soldier Field where the Bears play, but that's uh, that, that'll be a week before in a, the NFL kicks off. So I don't, I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah, I know. Um, which sadly raises the question. If they're going to do some type of stadium stampede again, are we going to go back to Daly's place for all out? Yeah, I just, I like, I like companies that give fans across the country more opportunity to go to their events. So I'm hoping they branch out a little bit and take it to a city they haven't been to, but we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. I don't know. They, I know, I understand the special, the specialty, you know, having all in was at that arena in Chicago and having all out two of the first three years there besides 2020 because of the pandemic, of course. But I don't know. Maybe they can do a one-off this year somewhere else. Yeah. There's plenty of places. Yeah. I mean, Jay White mentioned a place that would be pretty good to have it. Just saying. Where was that? Madison Square Garden. Yeah. If they could get in there, that'd be big, <laughs> that'd be big time. Yeah. That'd be big time. So I just like that they got in the United Center, I believe, a month before. I think because the WWE is running a show at the United Center for the first time since like 94. I'm going to look up when that date <laughs> of that show is real quick. Um, because we don't prepare for this podcast ahead of time. <laughs> oh, I just. I. Uh... It comes to us and we go with it. So. That's the the great part about KOP is uh, there there is no prep. It's truly just us talking about everything that happened in the show that happened um, that week or big events like this announcement with New Japan and the Forbidden Door. Now I'm not seeing it, so maybe, maybe it was old. just or maybe it was just a rumor that they thought it was happening. So I do know WWE's going over to the UK and having their first UK yes. review for the first time in years, which I still think something AW wants to do and will eventually do too. So. Oh, I think so. I think so. But uh, any more thoughts on the AW new Japan crossover pay-per-view, the forbidden door. I'm excited for this. It, it, the one thing I want to see if we don't get Omega Okada, I want to see the elite take on the bullet club. I don't care if they're the undisputed elite. Kenny needs to be there, and I want to see this happen. Yeah. Um, Okada Punk could be fun, too, because that's been teased a bunch on Twitter. So uh, we'll see. I, all I know is now, between now and June 26th, I better start watching some New Japan wrestling to get more yes, familiar with some of these guys. Because uh, Oh, and one, one match I want to see is Brian Danielson versus Zack Sabre Jr. Oh, that'd be a good one. That would be a lot of fun. So, yeah. And of course, I mean, I could go down, I could just start listing guys. I mean, there's so many guys. That's what's so fun about this. I mean, Osprey and Moxley just had a hell of a match over the weekend. Yeah. And they're talking about having yet another one. Yeah. 
So, so. the possibilities are endless because the forbidden door, which we already knew was open, but now it's open even wider. It's been kicked down. And the door was kicked down to start Dynamite tonight with the Cola personality getting the Pittsburgh crowd up on their feet as we got CM Punk versus Dustin Rhodes to kick off the show tonight. This match was made official on Friday night's Rampage. Fun opener, Paul, that saw CM Punk win uh, with a uh, pretty much just a classic deep roll-up. Yeah, it. Uh, I mean... It wasn't a schoolboy, so there's that. <laughs> um, AEW isn't back in their roll-up pin Thank God. phase again. Um, but this was a classic finish. I thought it was a great match. It was a from start to finish. I mean, you could pick so many different things. Um, the hesitation in the crossroads, though, was probably my favorite part from Dustin. I... Uh... I was a little surprised, not that he did the move, but that they still said crossroads and called yes. it crossroads. Now I don't know, I don't know the trademark or, or anything on on that move, but now that WWE's Cody's using it in WWE and it's still referred to as crossroads over there, that just surprised me tonight. Yeah, and I think it might have been kind of a uh, just a slip out of habit. Um, because it has been called other things when Dustin uses it in the past. And MJF, it's, it was the uh, double cross, wasn't it, when he used yes. it? Yes. In the Cody feud? Yeah. Yep. So I think if Dustin continues to do it, um, we'll hear a new name for it. Probably something along the lines of natural, since, you know, yeah. Dustin's the, the natural. natural. Um, but yeah, I, uh, I thought this was a great match. I mean, I really couldn't find too much to pick apart at this thing. Nope. I like how um, Dustin hurt his knee on the outside of the ring. Punk went after the knee. And then uh, Dustin hurt Punk's arm later in the match. He was going after the arm. So a lot of strategic wrestling there. Love Punk's gear tonight. It's no, AEW loves their uh, callbacks to Bret Hart. And this was mm-hmm. another one in the Hart Foundation. The Hart Foundation in general, yeah. Of course, of course, we have the Owen Hart uh, Foundation tournament. So, just a lot of, a lot of um, tributes being paid to the Hart family, which, I mean, it's very fitting. So, absolutely. Uh, it's fun opener. Uh, it was a good match, like I anticipated. It was, it was a good. Oh yeah, uh, it was a fun one. Uh, two guys that the fans really like. Um, and then after the match, uh, get, both guys showed respect, shook hands, raised each other's arms, and then uh, see a Puck's walking up the uh, entrance ramp, doing the discount double check Aaron Rodgers uh, belt motion, and then Hangman Page makes his way out. Music hits, crowd pops, the two of them stare each other down. Then Punk hits to the back. Yeah, I am excited for this. Um, again. I think everybody's pretty sure that Punk's taking that strap off of him, but it's going to be a nice build to see the feud between these two because in reality, you've got two baby faces. Now you've got Punk who kind of is more of an in-betweener most of the time, but it'll be really interesting to see who comes out as the heel in this feud. I was going to say, do we go into double or nothing uh, face versus face or does Punk turn heel beforehand? Or does he? Is he kind of like you said, a tweener and on the edge, but doesn't do a full turn? 
I think that's what's going to happen is we're going to yeah. see him stay the tweener. He'll he'll make the references in the heelish manner, but he'll still be a baby face overall. Yeah. I, I forget what podcast I was listening to this past week, and they had an interesting prediction. They predicted that Punk faces Hangman at double or nothing, goes over for the title, but then loses it at all out. This person thought All Out would still be in Chicago. This was before the announcement tonight, of course, of the Forbidden Door being in Chicago. This person thought uh, Punk would go into Chicago, All Out, lose the title against MJF. Ooh. MJF beats him in Chicago yet again, this time for the final ultimate heel move in the babyface's hometown. Okay. Which would be interesting. And, And JR did say on Grilling JR that he thinks MJF will be the world champion sooner rather than later, and even said sooner as in this year. Ah. No, I don't know if he gave something away there or not. Maybe Punk loses, MJF challenges and wins. And my predictions at the start of the year had MJF taking it off of Hangman, but then Warlow taking it off MJF. Yeah. I think I'm just I think I'm just a little too far ahead. <laughs> uh, not, I, I needed to speed up my timeline a little bit. So yeah. Yeah, but uh, that's going to be a fun one to to watch, see how it unfolds over the next month. Uh, we then got footage. We saw footage of Wardlow uh, trying to get in the building, but Mark Sterling, the lawyer for MJF, says security will take him to his closet. Then after the match, they'll escort him out. They demand that he will be handcuffed in this moment as well. And uh, Mark Sterling delivers a message from MJF, which is eat shit, pig. And I love Wardlow's response. Oink, oink, bitch. And then he's like, let's go, boys. And he goes, somebody get my briefcase, my suitcase. So, my suitcase, yeah. Suitcase, so. Yeah, uh, that was Wardlow. the best part. Yeah. He's fantastic. Uh, absolutely. Um, you know, I- I'm glad Tony Khan waited this long, excuse me, this long to introduce Wardlow to us the way they are. Yes. But man, I wish it would have been sooner. Yeah, he's he uses charisma. He uses charisma. We then got a fun trios tag match that was not ske- or really uh, presented before tonight well in the no. I should say it's the Blackpool Combat Club of Brian Danielson, John Moxley and Wheeler Yuta versus Brock Anderson, Dante Martin and Paul's boy Lee Moriarty this was a fun one as you had three young up and coming talents against well one, another up and coming talent but he's kind of in this trio with two killers and he's turned <laughs> into a killer himself. And the BCC gets the win after all three members uh, end up having one of their opponents each stomp down on the other one. Um, uh, Danielson was doing face stomps. Uh, Yuta was doing elbow. And I th- Moxley was had somebody in a chokehold. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, Dante Martin in the Dante show. Martin, yeah. And then and then um then Moxley hit the paradigm shift for the win. So uh yeah. very fun, man. The crowd loves these guys. These guys are one of the better, best things of professional wrestling going. Um I like I'm getting NWO feels just because of their logo. I mean they have different colored t shirts. I know there's a black and red one on, on shopaw.com. Danielson wore one out tonight that was white and red. Um it's kind of got the same rectangle just i'm getting getting some vibes yeah yeah um i'm okay with that (laughs) like you said this is a good match um it's great to see yuda do what 
we've wanted to see him do get away from the best friends and showcase what he can do. Well, look at the pop he's getting from the crowd. Too. Oh man, his music hit and they just went crazy. Yeah, it was arguably as loud as Daniel says. It wasn't as loud as Moxley's. Moxley huh. had a huge pop tonight, but yeah, yeah, that guy's not going anywhere. Um, no, <laughs> in my opinion, no. never say never, but um, <laughs> I mean, it looks like he's enjoying himself out there. Um, but you know, what's exciting about these th- other three guys is they could potentially put them in the BCC. Yeah. The only thing that, uh, I, I have a question on, and I don't know if I've missed this at some point, where'd Dante's brother go again? He's still back. Cause, uh, Top flight team with the Hardys on dark earlier this okay. week. So, uh, all right. It was just weird that Dante yeah. was out there and he wasn't. I, yeah. It just kind of threw me off. Yeah. I think there's definitely storyline reasons for that. So, but, you know, Leo Moriarty, along with Wheeler Yuta and Daniel Garcia, were three that were mentioned in a promo yep. weeks and weeks ago. So, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. We'll see where it goes. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm all for it. Keep bringing in younger talent making them prove themselves against against these three guys. So and, and William Marie goes great on commentary. Oh, absolutely. I would be okay with tune I would tune into every AEW show if Regal was on commentary for every single one of them. <laughs> yeah, he's a he's I would so find <laughs> he's so polite on commentary. So polite in a heelish way that it's perfect. Mr. Ross, Mr. Shivani, the man in the mask. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. The man in the mask was on a roll tonight in a oh, couple different get to places. That. Yeah, I'm glad we're not, everybody was talking about that on Twitter about it. What he did at the end, um, I don't want to say made up for his blunders, but overshadowed his blunders. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I'm so glad he did it too. Yeah. We then get the color cam backstage. Kyle O'Reilly asks uh, where the feisty young bucks are. He points out that they've been losing and he says they should live up to the name. And he's talking about himself and Bobby Fish, Adam Cole, Andy Bucks, all of them have been losing. They need to live up to the name Undisputed Elite, which was nice to hear them say on TV finally. Yeah. Um, he says the night he'll qualify for the Owen Hart Cup. Adam Cole says as a team that can't be stopped, he tells the Bucks their friends are all gone, but he, O'Reilly, and Fish are still here. Adam thinks next week they do an open challenge, a 10-man tag to remind everybody how dangerous they are. Cole says... Uh, he has something to take care of in, in a little bit. And then he helps with the announcement like we covered at the beginning of the show. Yep. Yeah, I thought, honestly, that announcement was going to kick off the show. So to kind of just slide it right in there the way they did, I thought was perfect. I wasn't sure where they would place it. So uh, I thought I thought where they did was was a good placement indeed. So. Yep. We then saw Jay Cargo backstage saying she is the problem solver. She'll see uh, Marina Shafir on Friday's Rampage. Uh, yeah, yeah. There's something that I'll bring up to you uh, later <laughs> as we talk about uh, the Women's Owen Hart Cup Tournament qualifying match. Okay. Uh, we then see the Butcher versus Wardlow. MJF, of course, appears in a box and... Uh, He's telling everybody Warlow's a nobody. He's throwing popcorn all over fans. He's saying Warlow will come out with no music. Um, basically, these guys charge each other a bunch at the beginning of the uh, match. Um, Butcher pulls out some chairs, but the officials get rid. Of, the official gets rid of the chairs. Um, 
Butcher hits a powerbomb of his own, but Warlow kicked out at one. He then <laughs> fired up and hit a powerbomb sympathy. Sympathy. And uh, Symph- why can symphony. I not? Symphony. I can't say that word tonight. <laughs> powerbomb symphony. Jeez. Tanner, learn how to talk. Uh, hitting, he hit four of them before he got the one, two, three. So Warlow dominant once yeah. again. Oh, absolutely. MJF ends up dumping all of this popcorn all over the fans at that point. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was a. Uh, it was nice to see um, Wardlow wrestle. It's been a few weeks. Um, I love his little post match thing where he like jumps at the uh, one security guy and starts laughing. Yep. And then blows a kiss to somebody. I have no clue who that was at. I don't know if that was at security or somebody in the crowd or MJF what. maybe up in the box. Well, he wasn't quite looking far enough for yeah. it to be MJF. So yeah. who knows? Who knows? Eddie Keeks is backstage talking about his upcoming one-on-one matchup with no no interference against Daniel Garcia coming up on Rampage. He he uh, says they'll fight at Rampage. Nobody else is allowed in the building. So pretty much what I just said. <laughs> he says to Jericho, everything he does to Garcia is really meant for Jericho. Could be a fun one. Nobody's allowed in the building. Somebody's going to interfere. You got to think so, right? And it'll be from JAS. Gotta think so, Hager. It'll be uh, a cameraman. Hager. Cameraman. <laughs> yeah. Shirtless, the only thing shirtless he's good man, for. cameraman Hager. <laughs> well, if there's a shirtless cameraman, we're going to know it's Hager. <laughs> I know exactly. But, uh, <laughs> at least keep the shirt on and then throw the camera at him, and then he can rip the shirt off since his new thing's to be shirtless. Why, I don't know, but it is. We then get the Owen Hart Cup qualifying tournament for the men's side, Kyle O'Reilly versus Jungle Boy. Yeah, this was Kyle O'Reilly's first singles match in AEW. It was. Which it really was a surprised good match. me. So, then the match saw O'Reilly uh, drop Jungle Boy with a brain buster. Then he headed to the top rope to dive down with a knee to the ribs. And that got Kyle O'Reilly with a surprising, huge 1-2-3 win. Eh, wasn't so surprising for me. I, I kind of saw it going that way. They just don't give... Jungle Boy, too many losses. Now, he can afford to eat some losses, but uh, it definitely went the way I was hoping it would because I thought it should go that way, but it still surprised me. Well, Nice to be surprised watching pro wrestling. Everything in AEW surprises me, even if I figure (laughs) out that's how the match is going to go. The way it goes down is normally something that'll uh, surprise me, but uh, yeah, definitely excited for... Uh, the undisputed elite to pick up their first victory in this tournament and um, definitely needed it, especially as a singles competitor, since this was his first match, but they're just not giving jungle boy that singles push. And if he would have won the match, it would have been in a sense, a singles push. It's coming. See, after the match, Christian cage met him at ringside and walked him towards the back. Yeah. But Christian didn't look all that happy. Nope. And if you watch at the very beginning, when they come out, Jungle Boy did Christian's and Christian kind of looked at him and then did it himself. Yep. It's coming, Paul. I think they're we get a double seeds. or nothing. I think they're, we get a double or nothing. Yes, they're night planting those seeds so that you don't see it as clearly. Yeah, I think I, uh, I'm i ready because that would be a year to date. A year to date, yep. double or nothing would be to when they met in the ring into that battle royal. So. Yep, we'll be in a tag match uh, for the titles, and uh, Jericho will do something accidentally costing them the 
match and the gold, and uh, then Christian will fully turn on him. Yep. Backstage, saw MJF says there's a lot more money where that came from. He says he is a snake, and it doesn't matter how big the prey is. All it takes is one to bite. He then gives some money to a returning to Dynamite, Jake the Snake Roberts. First time we've seen Jake the Snake on Dynamite in a long time. Looking good, too. Yes, he is. Uh, Jake says some people want belts and women. He chases money. When the time is right, he will get it done. However, Lance Archer slaps the money away and says he just wants to fight Wardlow. Everybody dies. Anybody gets in my way, everybody dies. But, 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 Paul... Another big match that Archer's going to lose. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, unfortunately, we know that's how this is going. Um, just based off of every other feud MJF has been in in the past. Uh, but, yeah. But, I mean, Jake the Snake Roberts was back. Yes, that was fun. And, and it'll be a fun match between Archer and Warlow. But we already know oh, what's yeah. going to happen. I mean, Archer's really won what I'd consider one big match in AEW. That was against Moxley in that Texas death match for the um, New Japan. Yeah, New Japan U.S. Championship, mm-hmm. IWGP. Too many initials. It's the New Japan belt that he won. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, fair enough. So, But it was good to see Jake the Snake back on TV nonetheless. So, yep. We then heard Hook's music hit. Hook is over. Hook is very huh. over. Huh. Yeah. He faced a guy named Anthony Henry. Um, Mark Sterling and Tony Nese were watching along ringside. Uh, Hook hit some cross faces in the ring. Then Dan Housen appeared. Tried to curse him, but it didn't didn't matter. Hook locked in red rum and got the win. Dan Housen then got on the microphone after the match. Says if he doesn't want to be cursed by Danhausen, he will have to fight Danhausen. Crowd absolutely erupted at that announcement. Hook didn't respond, just shouldered Danhausen on the way out of the ring and left. <laughs> Danhausen. Uh yeah, Danhausen. Uh we'll we'll get into this later on in the show, but uh I'm pretty sure Danhausen cursed me and I'll explain why coming up uh later on in the podcast. Yeah, Danhausen, I know a lot of people on Twitter are comparing him to Orange Cassidy before Orange Cassidy finally wrestled in AEW because if a lot of people aren't familiar with Danhausen, they really don't know what to think of him. Um, I haven't watched Danhausen a ton in the ring, but I like him so much on YouTube on the vlogs and stuff that I'm here for it. And I will say, the people that love Danhausen spend a lot of monies on Danhausen merchandise. Hmm. So they buy those Danhausen t-shirts every yep. time they can. Yep. So this Making is the, him I mean, those monies. I, I, I hate for a big signee like Danhausen to come in and lose his first match, but he can't have hook lose. No, no. And I'm sure he knew when he made that challenge that he was going to lose that match. It'll be, it'll be fun when they do it. Um, oh, it'll be great. We'll see when they do it. I mean, I don't, is it something they can hold off a month for, or do you think it'll be on a Dynamite or Rampage before then? Uh, I think it'll probably be on a Dynamite, probably the go-home Dynamite. Yeah. At the very latest. Yeah. That would make sense. So, so we will see. Yes. We, will see. we then uh, 
get back say Frankie Kazarian looks to call out Sammy Guevara, but Scorpio Sky, his old SCU buddy, interrupts him. Since five years ago, they formed SCU. SCU. But now he needs one more favor. He wants Frankie to wait just a little bit longer. He promises Frankie he will get the first shot at the TNT Championship once he wins it back. Frankie says he's always had his back, and he always will. We then see Sammy Guevara and, and Ty Conte, his, girl, his girlfriend in the ring, to a chorus of boos. <laughs> he says he feels right. He's right where he belongs as a three-time TNT champion and with the love of his life. He's going to give the fans his everything because they deserve it. For those who cheer, the rest who turn their back, why? Because Conte's better looking than their girlfriends. Scorpio Sky then appears and asks if that's how it's going to go. He's screwing the fans over who got him where he is by watching his stupid vlogs. Ethan Page takes the microphone and crowd pops. And Ethan Page is fired up to tell Sammy to shut up as nobody came here to listen to him talk. The only reason they're not beating him up right now is because Dan Lambert says tonight is about business. Lambert then says Sammy risked it all to earn the respect of fans, but he chose to throw it away acting like a high school douchebag. <laughs> he says Sammy either gives Sky a rematch or he will send Sky and Paige down, give them the pounding his girlfriend can only dream about. I laughed out loud at that one. Yes, I did too. Sammy says uh, that he doesn't care about Dan or Dan's dead grandpa. He says he'll give Sky a rematch if they agree to the mixed tag uh, mixed tag match, which they agreed. Sammy then claims it'll be a ladder match next Wednesday for the TNT title. How do you feel about another ladder match for the TNT title? Normally, I would be against this, but here's the thing. Scorpio Sky is great in ladder matches. Sammy's great in ladder matches. They're both high flyers. They can both showcase a bunch of different moves i think it's going to be a great fun match how's sammy gonna top that cutter he gave the cody though hit another cutter from higher up yeah i don't know um swinging from the tnt championship will be a great match i just i wish they would i mean they just did one of these in january yeah race it out for the same title and everything on the same show yeah yeah. I don't know. Just don't get too repetitive. It's been three months. It's a I new know. quarter. Yeah, I suppose. <laughs> but, I mean, I don't know. They give us a street fight every month with, with when, when they go Insert to city name street yeah. fight. So um, I guess that'll just be a thing. But uh, who do you think is going to win the match? You know, I'm torn. Um, I think it's going to stay on Sammy, though. I do, too. They They've started this heel transition the crowd's booing him which is what they want if you watch sammy's vlog it's been referenced in there that it's getting boring it's all about sammy and ty now and nobody else from the crew um so i mean it's all over the place that they're referencing this heel turn so i think sammy's gonna somehow cheat win and go full heel well and that will face turn scorpio and I think Ethan Page and maybe even Lambert and Page Van Zant, which is just weird thinking America Top Team could be faces. Do we have to have them turn face, though? We can have heel versus heel. guess you could, but, I mean, I yeah, I don't know. I mean, if you get Lambert out of the, out of the equation, I have no problem with Sky and, and Page turning face. Yeah, but if Lambert stays in the picture, I think 
we have to see them stay heel. So we'll get a heel versus heel. Um, unless the way they go with this is Scorpio loses and then questions uh, if we're going to be able to do anything with Lambert because they've done nothing but lose the big one since Lambert came in. Yeah. Apart from the TNT title. It'll be interesting because that would be a short, short, short reign if Sammy loses it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. It's going to be interesting. You know, and uh, I, I really appreciated the SEU references in the nice little segment. I wish he, as Sky walked out, he would have just looked at Frankie and said, SCU later. Yeah. yeah. That would have been perfect. I would have topped off that segment for me. Yeah. I got a little excited. I thought we were going to see SCU reform. At least those two, but it is what it is. Yeah, maybe, maybe we'll get that one one more time. Maybe not. I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. I don't know. I thought I kind of thought, or ooh, <laughs> does Frankie turn heel and cost Scorpio next week? Because he didn't look that pleased, even when Frankie was or when Scorpio was walking away. He's kind of shaking his head. Or do we see it go the other way and uh, Frankie turns heel and costs me the match? Yeah, even the crowd will <laughs> cheer that. So yeah, but I mean, if you're gonna have Scorpio stay heel, and Frankie comes down to do something, SCU was a heel group anyway, even though the fans loved him. Yeah, Tony listens to the fans. He, he does. He people, does. I mean, he turns people that don't have any creative control. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh huh. Mm-hmm. And if they will listen and actually turn heel when they're told to turn heel, they get big matches right? right. and become three-time TNT champions. Right. We got a, <laughs> a, a comment here uh, for um, Plugo on uh, Facebook. Have a killer show. Thank you. We appreciate it. Thank Thanks you, for sir. Stopping, stopping in. And uh, please feel free to ask any questions or comment right along with us. Yes. We did see the House of Black vignette airs. Buddy Matthews says they have changed the narrative. I hate hearing the word narrative. <laughs> circles. Uh, Alistair says they've they're owed a debt. So next week the sun dies. Mm-hmm. Did you see Fuego's tweet? I did not. He asked if uh, somebody threatened to murder him on national TV tonight. Ah, uh, Fuego's uh, Fuego's been getting a lot of people yelling and screaming at him here lately. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I'll talk about that too. Yeah, I want I want House of Black back on Dynamite in the ring. I do too. I do too. I do too. And here's the thing. During that, Brody King said, "You promised us black eyes. We haven't seen anything yet." I almost thought they were talking about Julia Hart there for a couple seconds. I'm like, you know, she did the the. the the eye patch, you know, fans saying that they've seen some darker stuff under that eye patch here recently. Right. I thought that's where we were going. And we've talked about this before. The past few Pull weeks. The, the, trigger long, or... the longest this goes, the longer this goes, the least uh, invested I am in it. Mm-hmm. Or it'll be, it'll happen when you least expect it and it'll be, get a huge pop because she turned. Right. Right. So, we then get the lone women's match of the night, Owen Hart Cup qualifier. 
Pittsburgh's, I mean, Britsburg's own Britt Baker. It goes against, went against uh, Daniela Camella. Yeah, Camella. Camella? Okay. Camella. Uh, Britt Baker got a huge hometown reaction. She came out with a couple Pittsburgh Steelers, one of them being Najee Harris, their starting running back. So, of course, I mean, the crowd, you knew she was going to get a big pop, but having two Steelers come out with her gets even a bigger pop. Uh, Britt wins the, uh, with the lockjaw with a Pittsburgh Steeler version of her own glove. Yeah. Which I yeah. saw yesterday on Twitter. She was given that glove when she visited the Steelers headquarters. So. Which uh, commentary mentioned yesterday or mentioned that she got that yesterday from at the Steelers headquarters. Yep. Yep. When she visited. So nice little tie in there. Yeah. After the match, Britt says they finally have a woman with a microphone who knows how to use it. She says the women's division is a disaster without her. She runs down some of the women on the roster, including uh, um, Ruby Soho. Wow. I about called her Ruby Riot. Ruby Soho. <laughs> and. Um, and uh, I'm, I'm blanking. Tony Velvet, Storm, Tony Storm, Tony Storm uh, Red Velvet, and Red then Velvet. Jade, Jade Cargill. Yeah. Because um, she claimed Tony Storm will want to leave this company after her friend is done with her. <laughs> uh, that got a pop. Britt doesn't know what's, what's worse, whooping Red Velvet's ass or her being a baddie. She, she says she's the future Owen Cup winner. I did like uh, her throwing some shade at Jade a little bit. Yes. Yeah, because that's what I was going to bring up earlier. We were sitting there talking about, you know, who's left for Jade to take on. She hasn't taken on Britt Baker. Right. That is not one of her 30 wins because at the time Britt was champion. Right. No, no, they have not faced each other. And, but I think is Britt above the TBS championship? Well, yes, but I mean, the, gotta, the feud between the two of them would be great. Even if she wins it, doesn't really do anything with it, defends it a few times and drops it pretty quickly. You know, I mean, out of the roster, really, you've got um, Hakira Shida. You've got, uh, now I can't think of her name, Her who she's in a feud with now. Trandib. <laughs> Thank you. Thank they you, they face off Deep. next week on Dynamite. It looks like it's going to be the end of their feud in a Philadelphia street fight. Insert city name street fight. <laughs> yep. And Britt Baker and Jade Cargill. I don't think, or not Jade Cargill, uh, Jamie Hayter. I don't think she's taken on Hayter yet either. No, Britt hasn't because they're stable mates. No, Jade. Oh, sorry. Um, I can't remember. Yeah. So, I mean, you got three or four women for sure that Jade hasn't taken on yep. yet that any of them could take out the belt off of her. Well, not including Tony Storm, who's just made her debut here recently. Yeah, I think I think eventually you I don't know how you have Jade lose the TBS title. Maybe she doesn't lose in the process. But even if she does or doesn't, I think you have her take it off of Thunder Rosa. And then Britt challenges her for the for the women's title. Yeah. I think that's your big money feud there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, absolutely. We then get the fastest preview in AW history of this week's Rampage and Dynamite. You can tell they're on a time crunch. I mean, Excalibur, I don't know how he got all of that out clearly, but it was so quick. Um, I'm going to try <laughs> to remember some off the top of my head. I don't have it in my notes, but we get on Rampage this week, we get uh, a lot of interviews. 
get an interview with Swerve and Keith Lee. We get an interview with uh, Britt Baker, Jamie Hayter, and Tony Storm. We get um, Garcia against Kingston with no interference. We get Serpentico against Lance Archer. Um, I'm missing another match off the top of my head. Feel like it's a women's match. Mm, I think it is. I think it's a qualifying match of sorts. I, I'll go look. You yes, go through the rest up. of this. I'll go look this uh, up. This is on top of my head because my notes doesn't doesn't have it down the side I'm using my notes for. Um, now dynamite next week. The the match they went too fast. In in only a few people caught it. And two of the superstars, both superstars weren't really. Uh, both wrestlers, I need to stop saying superstars. Both wrestlers uh, weren't real pleased that they went out. Go ahead. Cargill. Jade oh, versus. Oh, my God, yes. <laughs> you Zero said wrestler th- weren't wrestlers, and it dawned on me. Yes, the 30 <laughs> with the thirty win streak on the line. Yes. On the line. So, uh, but next week on Dynamite, the one match I'm looking forward to is the Owen Hart uh, Foundation Cup tournament qualifying match between the ROH and AAA tag champs, Dax Harwood, Cash Wheeler, take my freaking money. God, that thing's going to be epic. And I saw somebody on Twitter, why are they doing this? It's like, shut up and enjoy it. Yeah, there's a comment. Cash tweeted that out and said, let's go, uh, you know, in typical Cash. Yeah, it's going to uh, be the style. only time, the only time they do this. I don't and know who wins. I don't either. It's hard to pick a winner, but somebody – uh replied to the to cash's tweet and said no this isn't fair it's epic that's yeah. all there is to it awesome. i love it don't pick a winner love it. crowd's gonna love it i hope they both wear pink and black gear awesome. yeah Can't speaking wait. of pink and black gear <laughs> they uh they have a match tag match coming up here uh in the future where they will take on the Four horsemen. Um, they've got Arn Anderson, Arn's son, and I forget who he's teaming with. Will take on uh, FTR and their manager, Brett the Hitman Hart. Yes, so Arn's managing uh, Brock Anderson, and yeah, I don't remember if it's. <laughs> I, I think remember. they just listed it as the horsemen. Yeah, I, don't, I think there's another person on the graphic. I, I don't remember who it was, but uh, yeah, that's. I think we get Bret Hart and AW for for something sooner rather than later. Yes, yes. But also next week on Dynamite we get uh, um, in Alistair against Fuego. Uh, Brian Pillman Jr. By the way, is oh, teaming with Arn Anderson okay. for FTR. We are all uh, over the place. <laughs> we are. That's okay because that's what this is all about. Because if we prepped, it'd be crazy. Yeah, we'd be, um, we'd be organized or something. Yeah, yeah. And who wants that? Uh, well, I know we're see. we're getting the ten man match between. We the are undisputed elite versus. I know it's it's uh, it's Brock Anderson's in that one. Um, Lee Moriarty, I believe, is in that one. Varsity Blondes. Uh, so Pillman and and uh, Griff. Griff, and then somebody else. Yeah. I'm trying. AEW doesn't even have it up. This is throwing me off. Yeah. Uh, well, Excalibur went too fast for anybody to get it down. He did. Too, too, too bad. Uh, so to speak. I mean, he he did have a couple uh 
slip-ups because as we talked the man is like the voice of AEW. he's on literally every single show so his little slips i think if anybody was going to catch on to him and say anything about him he made up for that being able to nail that so fast yep yep so the main event tonight was coffin match darby allen versus andrade alidolo went exactly how i thought it was gonna go not how I wanted it to go, but no. Uh, Darby beat Andrade when he threw Andrade onto the thumbtacks and then slammed the lid shut for the win. There was thumbtacks inside the coffin. Yeah, and I was kind of uh, talking to you about this when he first grabbed the when Andrade first grabbed the coffin lid and kind of dropped it and was shaking his fingers. That's when I text you that you know, do we have a broken Hardy brother in there? We got Hardy Boys' appearance, but they weren't broken at the end. Yeah. They were doing the delete, though. Yes. But yes. Uh, my favorite part of this match was Sting. Sting wearing a mask in the crowd, takes it off. It's Sting. And then he jumps off a barricade it's yet again, Paul. Sting! That's, three, that's three big jumps for Sting this year. Oh, that's man. He's having the time of his life. I don't know if my heart can take many more of these. He's having the time of his life. He's Oof. loving it. He is a madman out there. And I'm here for it. Yes. Yes. But uh, uh, yeah, they can get away from this feud involving the Hardys, involving all of them. Please. Andrade, please. family office. Delete, delete, delete. It's over. Yes. Let's move on. I thought this was a fine match. Did not enjoy it as much as I did the Ethan Page, Darby Allen coffin match. No, that one was a lot better. Yep. Um, as soon as I saw how little the coffin truly was, I knew we weren't going to see anything big. Yeah, I just uh, yeah, was what it was. Next week, we've got finally found uh, an image. Okay. Uh, we've got FTR taking each other on in the Owen Hart Foundation Can't wait. qualifier. 10-man Dante Martin, Varsity Blondes, Lee Johnson, and Brock Anderson takes okay. on the Undisputed Elite. Sammy and Scorpio Sky in the TNT Championship, and then the Philly Street Fight between Serena Deeb and Hikira Shida. All right. That'll be a fun one. Be it will be a fun Philly. one. Yes. Philly's another market they've hit quite a bit, it feels like, so... Insert city name street fight. Yeah. And at least this one will end a in a long going feud. Yeah, and that that's why I'm okay with this. Um because yes, they do it too often. But this one is the end to a story. Right. That's what you need these for. Yeah. You the know using the death matches and all that. Yeah, we're tied up. Let's do this. Let's get it over with. All right. Wrestler of the night. Wardlow. Oh, good one. Good one. <laughs> hey, Wardlow's on my TV. I love his charisma. I love this smart assness towards the security guys. Um, I had to go with him. I have Kyle O'Reilly. First singles match in AEW gets a big win over Jungle Boy. Finally gets a win for the Undisputed Elite. Moves on in the Owen Hart. Maybe we'll get the match with Samoa Joe, which I didn't even hit on that video packages of Samoa Joe, um, Sanjay Dutt, Jay Lethal, and, and, and um, Singh. I can't remember his Sing. name off the top of my head, but uh, who looked a lot better on Battle of the Belts than he did on, on Dynamite. A night and day. 
I saw so many tweets over the weekend that said, look, Rampage doesn't count. It was the over segment. It doesn't count. That was his true debut. Yeah, that was uh that was that was good how they presented him. He looked like a monster. So Yes. Yes. And um, you know, still a little soft on some of the stuff. Singdom when... Sing, isn't it? Singdom Singdom? Sing. I don't know. Sanjay Singh. Sandam Singh. It's Singh. Um, but yeah, he was still a little soft on some of his tosses, but he doesn't need to when you're, you know, seven and a half feet in the air. If you just let go of somebody, that's going to hurt. Wasn't soft on a choke slam. So no. and the size differential between him and Jonathan Gresham. Oh my God. <laughs> I saw a tweet that had those two in the ring and it said, uh, a, when he says he's six foot online versus, or Singh was when he's six foot online versus when you meet him in person. Yeah. And I'm like, that, that is great. That was a good that one. That is great. So, so I'm all here for I like how they're pushing certain storylines in ROH, but he's yes. still keeping them on AWT television. So, and Joe came out with the lead pipe to save Gresham. That was all really good. Yep. So, great makeup for his debut. All right. I went with Kyle O'Reilly. You went with Wardlow for Wrestler Tonight. Your rating between zero and 10. I am going to go with a seven and a half on this one. Uh, it was a solid show. Don't get me wrong. Um, I just, there was, you know, a couple of spots that I could have done without. Sure. Um, for instance, we knew Britt was going to win that match. Her promo post-match was great. Um, maybe could have had something different done in the match, bringing a no-name talent or something versus, oh, here's a whole spreadsheet on her, on who she actually is. Um, but you know, just the little things, but yeah, I, I'm good with a seven and a half this week. I was thinking seven and a half, but I don't want to agree with you two weeks in a row because that's just <laughs> not fun. So I will bump mine up to an eight. Okay. Uh, very fun show. Love the huge announcement. Um, I thought it, I thought it delivered in mm-hmm. the, in the, in the tease of a huge announcement. The, all the matches were pretty good tonight. I just, I wish we could have fit in another women's match. I know I complain yes. about it every week, but I'm not the only one out there in the IWC. Right. I just, I shave some minutes off some of the other matches and, and put another woman's match in there, even if it's a squash. Yeah. Give us at least, a at least squash match. They do and a give good us match. some interviews and some vignettes and promos and stuff backstage for some other women, but come on. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Thunder Rosa, her tower range so far has been, yeah. Yeah, not her fault, but no, and and that's one of my problems with um, AEW right now. We had a solid world champion, blech, new champion who deserves a great run, but it's getting a blech run. Same way in the women's championship at this point. Yeah, yeah. The so. focus has been on the TNT and the TBS championships and the tag team occasionally. Yep. So That's just I, my opinion. No, it's they really need to focus on it heavy. Yes, they do. Their biggest biggest criticism from me for them as oh. companies, their women. Oh, yeah. There's how they book their women. So Yeah. Give us two matches at least. Yeah, you got the talent and the depth to do it. At one time maybe you didn't, but you do now. Right. Yeah, especially you know when you keep bringing in more and more women. Exactly. And there's so. plenty more out there they could go get. So Yes, absolutely. So but good show. Headlined by a huge announcement that I think, I mean, what a time to be a a fan of pro wrestling. Oh, absolutely. I would, 
you know, this is people say, oh, it's AW, WWE. It's like the Monday Night Wars all over again. This is better, in my opinion. There's so much wrestling out there. So much. Watch what you enjoy. Yes. Yes. I mean, if you enjoy, I, I'll admit, I have tuned into Raw the last few weeks for Cody Rhodes matches and segments. Um, the rest of it, I don't because I, I just can't, I can't do it. I'm sorry, I can't. I tried I, for an episode, I can't. I've watched two full episodes of Raw in the last three years. That's enough for me. Yeah, I mean, I enjoyed but, his match with Kevin Owens because Kevin Owens is a it's a fun talent. Mm-hmm. But ending a countout, nah. It's what you nah. do. So neither star takes a loss. I know, but. I don't know, but, um, yeah. And, and I don't want to really talk about Cody too much more tonight. Nope. So he did have an interesting, another interesting interview he did with Ryan Satin in which he kind of told, a, I don't want to call him an AW wrestler cause he's not a wrestler, but a person in AW who he kind of said, got his mind in motion of leaving for the WWE. This person did that. Mm. Kind of by fault, probably not on purpose. Okay. So, all right. I'll let everybody go. Everybody can go check that out with Ryan. Ryan sat for themselves and figure out what I'm talking about. Yeah, absolutely. But anyways, uh, we're not done yet tonight. You and your son had the had the opportunity to go down to the Squared Circle Expo Two in Indianapolis, Indiana. Looked like you guys had a blast from the photos I saw on our social media accounts, which if you're not following us or liking us, click the like button. Give us a follow at Kicking Out Pod. Tell us about your yeah. experience, Paul. Oh, man. I uh, got there a little later than I, we anticipated to, but that was okay. Um, got in there, got our stuff, immediately went into the vendor room. This room was absolutely full. When we say uh, got your stuff, you mean got tickets or what? Uh, yeah, wristbands. Okay. Uh, you you got lanyards if you bought for the whole weekend that okay. had you know weekend pass or VIP stuff on it. But uh, just for a Saturday only, you got a little uh, orange wristband that said yep. Saturday, Saturday, Saturday. <laughs> Saturday. Uh, <laughs> Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we walked into the vendor room, and I mean, this thing is huge, and there were probably. 30 plus different vendors there with everything from figures to replica belts um, to t-shirts to lucha masks um, wrestling loot was there they had uh, their box that you could buy they had some uh, artwork that you could buy all sorts of different stuff. I mean, I could have walked out with uh, the big gold belt. I could have walked out with the NWA championship. Uh, of course, if I would have wanted to spend the money. Right. Uh, some of those um, figures that you can't get anymore for AEW, for WWE, uh, ranging from 20 bucks to 130 bucks for singles. Uh, saw a new age outlaw set that was like $350. Were they signed? No, no, <laughs> no, but, rare, uh, rare ones to get. Yeah. Yeah. But you could easily go get them signed because the new age outlaws were there. Right. Uh, Adam Cole was there. Britt Baker, jungle boy, Anna J. Um, 
I could go on and on and probably spend 10 minutes listing off every name that was there. Uh, the, a ton, let's just put it that way. But uh, waiting in line, uh, the longest wait was waiting to meet Adam Cole because I think everybody there wanted to meet Adam Cole. But uh, in the process, um, Ethan Page bumped into my son. <laughs> Apologized to him, but he bumped into him trying to get through everybody because nobody was moving. Should have told him, well, Ethan, you can at least put him on a vlog. Yeah, I should have. I didn't think about it. It was one of those, oh, hey, there's Ethan Page. <laughs> um, Ricky Steamboat walked out from That's the cool. vendor room because he was in the uh, vendor room. And uh, my son and I had stayed back so that you could get through the door. And he thanked us for kind of leaving space for everybody to get through, which like was like, oh, my God, Ricky. Oh, my you God, know. it's Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. Yeah. You know, you just got thanked by a legend, dude. Um Talked to uh, James Storms a little bit. Um, Cowboy. Yeah. I mean, it was it was a good time. Um, Adam Cole helped my son pick out a picture. Uh, went through. He had like 10 different ones that you could pick from. He went through, explained what each one of them was, who was in the picture with him. Asked him, you know, when did you start watching me? And, well, you know, it was AEW. And he was, oh, right, here's my debut. This is the night that I debuted, and that's the one they agreed on. So, and then uh, I should have had the pictures uploaded here to bring up on the screen, but uh, everybody can go to our Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook page at Kicking Out Pod to see these. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I can bring them up on my phone for everybody who's watching, but that might not do anything for anybody who's not watching. Right. Um, If you're listening, you got to go to our social media. And of course, my camera is going to make it all. Yeah, it won't funky, focus. So. Yeah, yeah. Focus. definitely go to uh, our social media, Kicking Out Pod, and uh, check it out. Yes, you guys got pictures with Adam Cole and Sammy Guevara, and Sammy was wearing the KOP Predictions title that Paul's got right there, which is really cool. I gotta yeah. say. Um, so how do, how does that work? How do you go about picking who you want the opportunity to get autographs from, get pictures from? I mean, how? Yeah, how does that process work? The prices vary. I mean, I I don't know anything. So the the prices do vary. Um, for Adam Cole and Sammy, which my son and I met, was a, a sixty dollar combo. You got your picture with him and then an autograph from him. So so um, when you say six dollar combo, so you both together for Adam Cole were sixty bucks or sixty bucks a piece for one twenty. No, 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 no. Um. The combo was the picture and the photograph. Okay. Um, anybody that was in your group. So if you had five people, you'd all pay that one price of $60. That one price. Okay. Okay. Yep. That makes sense. Yeah. Right. You could, uh, you could walk up, say, Hey, it's a pleasure to meet you. No cost. Uh, then there's a price for, um, just the photo. And then there's a price for just the autograph. You can either pick from the pictures that they present or have something present with you to sign to have them sign. Um, and then, uh, yeah, you, you pay the, the vendors that uh, the volunteers of the squared circle expo, if, uh, you want either you can take the picture or they'll take the picture for you. Um, so that was fun. And, and they kind of, do they have a, I mean, cause there's a lot of talent there, of course, and, and, and pro talent or former talents, legends and some of their times probably overlap, right? So you kind of have to pick um, and choose who you want to want to want to get. 
Well, there's there's a pro photo op, which is like a actual pro wrestling photo shoot where you've yeah. got the proper camera, the lights and all that. And those are at certain times. Okay. Um, but unless like uh, Ted DiBiase was down there and he had a panel at noon. So from like 11.25, to like one o'clock, he was unavailable at the meet and greet table. But uh, the rest of the, well, he wasn't there, but for the most part, everybody was there at their table unless they were either on a panel or um, doing a pro photo shoot. Okay. So everybody else then was at their booths. You just had to wait in line to see yep. them. And not everybody had lines. Um, Fuego had no line. Santana and Ortiz had no line. That's surprising. That, yeah. Uh, Ortiz cannot sing. I hope he doesn't hear that and uh, come find me and, you know, beat me up. But uh, he tried to do a little singing because there weren't that many people coming up to them. Hmm. Uh, but, of course, it was about 3 o'clock when we were standing in line when I noticed. So they could have been busier while we were standing out there waiting on Adam Cole for 45 minutes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, you go through, uh, Nick Aldis and Mickey James left a little early. Um, the good brothers had to leave early cause of course they were in Chicago Saturday night for the new Japan event. Uh, Brody King left early. Uh, but before Brody left, we're standing in line waiting to see Sammy and, you know, Fuego's there. The whole vlog crew's there minus Aaron Solo and, uh, Alan Angels. Couldn't think of his name. Five. For a minute. Yeah. Five. But the rest of the vlog crew was there. And so, you know, they're doing stuff and people are bringing stuff to Sammy. So he's filming it and all that. And all of a sudden, Fuego climbs up on top of the table that he's on. Now, these are just folding tables. So Fuego on a table scared me a little bit. And all of a sudden you hear, hey, security, keep that guy away from me and point straight at Brody. And Brody just goes, oh, what's wrong, Fuego? You don't want to hug today? And Fuego's like, or Fuego's on the other side of the room for me, but Brody literally was probably four feet away from me. I've got a picture of him. I didn't zoom in on this picture. This dude is huge. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> he looks big on TV. He's bigger in person. Um, But yeah, it was a good time. We, uh, we grabbed a deli sandwich, sat down and ate. Hangman walked by, stopped for a few seconds, said, hey, how's it going? Hope you're enjoying yourselves. Um, That's cool. Rhino walked by. That's cool, too. <laughs> I, I told my son, um, you know, I said, uh, I happen to look because, you know, I'm head on a swivel yeah, while I'm trying yeah. to eat my sandwich here. What stars am I going to see today? And I see Rhino, and I looked at my son, and I said, do you see that guy right there? And as he was getting right in front of us, I was like, don't make him mad. He'll gore you. And all I heard was, Ugh. I'm like, ooh, fun. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, of course, uh, I, I mentioned a curse. So we get done. We eat our sandwich. We make another lap through just to kind of look at everything again. We're heading down the hall. Now they moved Fuego because poor Fu or uh, Dan Housing because Dan Housing shoved in a corner in this room right next to Rikishi. So they moved him. They put him in the hallway. <laughs> <laughs> poor Dan Housing's now in the hallway. And, uh, so we're we're going we've gone up and down this hallway like four times by this point. They hadn't moved Danhausen when we went through. So my son doesn't know that Danhausen's there. 
So he goes walking, and Danhausen's posing for pictures and everything. I grab my son, pull him back, and stand behind so that we're not in the way. And, you know, he's doing the right at the camera, and then they get done with the picture, and he just goes. <laughs> so I'm pretty sure I've been cursed by Danhausen, which makes me nervous for my next title defense. Well, so no title Austin defense until are, double or nothing. Austin and I are just uh, putting our hands together. So If I lose, it's Danhausen's fault. <laughs> well, you also know what this means. Whoever wins the KOP predictions title at double or nothing now doesn't get a free ride to clear it all out. No. They got to defend it a month later at the forbidden door. Uh-huh. So it's more opportunities to get the gold. Did anybody I'll be defending. Comment, did anybody comment on the title down there? Uh no. Um darn it. I had well, I had a few people ask me. Uh there was some local talent uh from the FWF that I'm part of that was down there that asked about it. Um I had some had one guy go, What's KOP? I said, It's the kicking out podcast. It's a podcast we do. Uh, me and my co-host, we cover mainly AEW, but we talk about uh, all sorts of different wrestling. And, uh, of course, I, I let my son walk in with the belt over his shoulder. So he got called champ by everybody. That's cool. And uh, one of his, apart from meeting Adam Cole, which is his favorite wrestler, his second favorite wrestler was there, too. Shark Boy. Oh, wow. Now, we had seen Shark Boy walk past us in a speed walk when we were in line for Adam Cole. So I said, I don't think he's here anymore. We walked into the room. All of his stuff's covered up. I'm like, I think we missed him. I'm all sorry. Right. We get done with Sammy. We're walking. And my son just looks over. And you got Shark Boy who's sitting there literally like this. And he goes, hey, buddy, what's up? How's it going? Hollering at my son. And. Had him come over, so of course we had to get a shirt. But you know that made his day. That's he got cool. to meet his two favorite wrestlers. So that's a good day. Yeah, that's a good day indeed. So yep, I'm glad you guys had some good uh, father son bonding bonding time. A memory you guys will will remember forever. And it sounds like you guys might be going to Expo Number Three next year. We will be there. Yeah, one way or the other. Yeah. So well, awesome. Thanks for sharing your experience with us. Hey, no like problem. No problem. Time. Yeah, it was, uh, you know, got to, I bumped into JBL, literally. That was scary. <laughs> I would have paid big money to see you take a clothesline from hell. Just saying. You know, I I almost asked Sammy if he still did the chops. Oh, because man. if you follow the vlog, he used to chop people. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it stopped. Yeah. And I didn't know why. And I almost asked him if he did it. But he was willing to hold the KOP championship. He tried cool. to take it from me. I retained it. So we're yep. good there. Yep. Well, uh, maybe another heel will have to take it off yet. Double or nothing. So. Ah. It's Danhausen's fault if I lose. Just saying that. I will tweet out Danhausen. Thank you when I win. So. Yes. You, you cursed Paul even if you didn't realize you did. Thank you. Yep. Yep. I think I think you need to go as Paul Lee on this on this uh podcast like Paul Heyman, Paulie Dangerously. Yeah, no, no. But we gotta come up with something yeah. instead of Zarman, Paulie something. Although I gotta say, um 
if you watch the Sammy vlog, the hat Sammy was wearing tonight, he was gifted at Squared Circle Expo. Uh, the guy talks about he makes his own hats, and he took Sammy's vlog, made him a couple hats, gave it to him. And if you watch um, Love That Danhausen on this week's Vlogison, or whatever it's called now, I don't know, uh, or last week's, he actually released it last week on like Sunday or maybe even on Monday. Uh, Danhausen had somebody who cosplayed as Danhausen at Squared Circle Expo and was given a Danhausen title. And it's got teeth on it. So he said, oh, my friend Britt Baker will like this. <laughs> <laughs> so and Britt got some cool stuff too um go look up i'll just say it, go look up squared circle expo on facebook go to the uh community section and look at the different posts there's all sorts of great stuff up there um yeah somebody made Britt some pictures Britt got her own belt designed for her lots of cool stuff well lots of big fans out there That's oh sure. absolutely absolutely sure. somebody made adam cole a figure uh, so all sorts That's of cool stuff. Cool. Go cool check stuff. out Squared Circle Expo on Facebook. We're glad you guys, once again, glad you guys had a good time. So, and yeah, be sure to be for, there next year. Yeah, it's, uh, I know the date now ahead of time. I don't know why this year I didn't figure out what the date was till like a month ago. So, yeah, which was weird because we talked about it when they announced I know. two I know. about us going and you're like, yeah, we will. Or, and then we both, it just kind of slipped our mind, both of yep. us. And then I was like, oh crap, that's coming up. Yep. Yep. Easter weekend again next year. So yes, yes. Friday and Saturday, which some talents were there only Friday. This right. Year too. So, yep. Yep. So. All right, Paul. Well, uh, plug anything else you'd like to plug and let's uh, wrap this baby up. Be sure to uh, follow kicking out podcast on all social media at kicking out pod. Go follow Tanner Lee at Tanner Lee 92. Follow myself at Paul Zartman 921. And be sure to uh, like and subscribe to our YouTube channel and uh, give us a rating wherever you listen to your podcasts at, especially if that happens to be Apple Podcast. Greatly appreciate it. And uh, join us again next week as we kick out yet another podcast. <laughs>